Welcome to Modern Day Missionaries, a podcast by Modern Day Missions created for missionaries by missionaries. I'm your host, Stephanie Gutierrez. We have a special episode for you today that I recorded with Modern Day's president, Elias Reyes, for the Church Mental Health Summit last month. In it, we talk about the stress of living off support. That's a very real thing, as you know. We share really practical ways to alleviate that stress by looking at four essential mindset shifts and three actionable steps you can begin to walk out today. Welcome to this session on the stress that living a life of support raising can bring and some concrete strategies for alleviating this anxiety. I'm Stephanie Gutierrez, the Missionary Care Manager for Modern Day Missions and the host of our Modern Day Missionaries podcast. And with me is Elias Reyes, the founder and president of Modern Day Missions. And Elias has more than 30 years of serving missionaries and he holds a Harvard MBA. So together, Elias and I bring the perspectives of a long-term missionary and a business expert who's passionately served the missions community for years. And today, we're going to be sharing on some specific mindset switches, strategy, system, and concrete steps that missionaries can take to alleviate stress and anxiety. You know, at Modern Day, we conducted a survey of 120 missionaries last year, and they identified two things as their biggest challenges and stressors. And one of those things was, no surprise, finances. Elias, I know we've talked so many times, seeing missionaries struggle financially was actually what motivated you to start Modern Day. Yes, my background is in finance. And so many people, many missionaries feel very comfortable talking to me about their financial struggles. And I remember in the late 90s, this book came out called Too Valuable to Lose. And it was put out by the World Evangelical Alliance, and they were just trying to find out is why are people leaving the field? This book was so well written and researched that it's still a bestseller of missions books today. And they reported that the lack of home support was one of the top six reasons that people left the field. But what is lesser known is that several years later, that same organization commissioned a more specific report called Missionary Retention. And they worked with missions agencies representing 40,000 missionaries across the world. And when they analyzed the subset of U.S. agencies, the result was even clearer. The number one factor that most hindered missionaries from attaining their field objectives was lack of finances. In other words, the number one anxiety was living off support. Mm. And as if there's not enough stress as is just being a missionary with all the other things that come into play. You had in finances where you're completely dependent upon the generosity of others, and it can just send you through the roof some months. Mm -hmm. You know, my husband and I and our two daughters have served with Modern Day as missionaries working in Latin America for over 12 years. So this topic hits home for me big time. You know, growing up at school in the States, there were two seasons a year that struck holy terror in my heart, and they were fundraising seasons. I remember we had to sell happenings books. I don't know if you had to sell those in your school. 25 bucks a pop. And then we also had Jump Rope for Heart where we had to ask people for pledges. And I will never forget when they would plop those five happenings books on our desk and tell them not to return them because we had to sell them. And 
my heart would just drop into my stomach and then race so hard. I'd start sweating. I thought I was going to faint. I'm not exaggerating. Fundraising was the greatest nightmare of my little introverted life. And then as an adult, God calls our family to become missionaries. It it really honestly, Elias, felt like a bit of a heavenly ha-ha. But no, I don't think it was. I think as much as it felt that way, it was actually an invitation to me to put my trust in God, I think in the area of my greatest weakness. And I can honestly and shockingly say that fundraising no longer stresses me out because I'm able to see it from a totally different perspective. I made a mindset switch. And so if you serve missionaries, here are just a few of the specific challenges that they're experiencing when it comes to finances and living off support, just so you can get into their mind, feel what they're feeling, think what they're thinking, and think of a specific missionary you know as I mention these. Or if you are a missionary, let's just see if you relate to any of these. You know, the first one I mentioned, having to make the ask. Um, and when we think about this, some people are just better at this than others. Let's be honest. There's personality differences. Um, some people are going to struggle with fear of rejection in that process. Some people do not know how to communicate. They just have not learned it or don't feel like it's a natural skill, whether it's in writing, whether it's uh, in person. And many people don't know how to find people to ask where to begin. Then also you look at the lack of predictability to some degree. You know, is that missionary receiving consistent, significant donations or are they oftentimes relying on constant one-time gifts that are really hard to plan around? And then even if you have consistent monthly donors, there's always a possibility that somebody could lose their job. There's a financial crisis. Somebody passes away. Somebody leaves the faith and they're not a Christian anymore. Somebody emotionally just detaches from what it is that you're doing. Uh, maybe they need to send their kids to college. Those are all real things. And we've personally walked through all of those with donors. And then as humans, let's be real. We need some type of control. We, we crave control, but we do need a degree of control and stability in our lives to be able to plan, especially when everything else can feel out of control. So how do you budget? How do you even work around all those things when everything is so inconsistent? And then lastly, the way missionaries receive support. You know, when you think of a traditional job, um, many of them pay their employees with direct deposits. You get your funds direct deposited into your account on the specific uh, day of the week. There's frequency, or even if you're receiving a check, there's consistency there. I was, I was talking, Elias, to our executive director, Marvin, and he was telling me a story of this missionary who was still receiving support in the form of a check that donors would send to a church who would then somehow deposit it and funnel it to the missionary, and the missionary never knew when they were going to get it, how much there was going to be. There was no timeline, certainty, or predictability. And so we want to share with you today some tried and true ways that missionaries can lessen their anxiety as they live off support. And we're first going to mention some of those mindset switches that I mentioned that are foundational. And then we'll share some very practical steps they can take beginning today. So the first mindset that they can step into is have the mindset of a mindset on the joy before them. We see in Hebrews 12 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus had that eternal perspective. He was fixed on the joy set before him, the joy of one day being with us, the joy of providing salvation. He kept his why in front of him and kept his heart stirred up with joy, even when 
he went through clearly uh, really difficult situations, even to the point of the cross. You know, I think how many times did Jesus think about us and how many times um, as missionaries are we able to stir up our hearts to keep our mind focused on the joy of the calling that God's given us? You know, as a, as a missionary, I want my excitement to be stronger than my fear. Mm-hmm. I also want to believe in my calling with my whole heart. And it's helping missionaries understand if they can't believe in their calling, if they can't remember that God has called specifically them for a purpose, with a purpose, if they can't stir up their own joy, it's going to be difficult for them to pass on that joy to somebody else. Joy is contagious and people feel your passion. You know, I was speaking to a church leader recently on our podcast and he told me people give to vision over need. And so for missionaries, it's helping them get clear about and excited about their vision, stir themselves up with that joy. The second mindset is having the mindset of a team player. Missionaries sometimes get this, I'm out here on my own mindset and head down and muscle through. But a good team player utilizes the strengths of their teammates. And when we think about our teammates, oh man, there are so many resources and organizations out there now that serve missionaries. And when I was in Peru, I honestly knew about hardly any of them. I don't think the whole time I was there, I knew about maybe more than one until I moved back. And oh, I wish I would have known. They would have helped me so much. So it's bridging that world between the member care and missionary resources and organizations that are out there and the missionaries, making sure they know what's available to them. It's honestly one of my missions now is to help missionaries connect with resources out there. And I'll mention something about how we do this at Modern Day at the end to help uh, you help missionaries connect with them. Let's just remind missionaries they're not alone in this. And then let's have a growth mindset over a fixed one. Many of you here are mental health professionals, so you're familiar with Carol Dweck's fixed and growth mindsets. But for those of you who are not, a fixed mindset believes that things can't change because Who you are is just who you are. Your (laughs) skills, your character, your personality, they're set and there's not much that you can do about it. So had I applied that to myself as a person who was the worst fundraiser on the planet and painfully shy, a fixed mindset would say, well, Stephanie, uh, there's really only so much you're going to be able to do. Bummer. I think I really did have that mindset in the beginning. But then on the other hand, there's a growth mindset. And this mindset says, as it implies, growth is possible by putting in the work, by getting help from those around me, by setting goals, getting some strategy, I can learn and cultivate the skills that I need that I might not currently have or back to team. I can find people who have the skills to help. A missionary is not stuck. So you can help remind them that they're on a team. And and that was my personal experience. I remember getting around others who were great at support raising and really watching how they did it. And I asked them why it wasn't so hard for them. How did they think about it differently? And I realized I could light up with vision too. I could learn to communicate well. So I I begin to practice and stumble along the way. But the more I did, then I begin to feel more confident and have some successes. So growth mindset encouraged me to place my faith in the God of the impossible. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for for those uh, mindsets. Uh, Coming from the business world, I would actually like to add another mindset to that. And that is the missionary as a brand. Uh, It's very hard because many times uh, we have a tendency to to spiritualize 
uh, what we are actually doing. And then we forget that sometimes there's actually practical uh, resources out there that can help us to, to get our message across. So I want to just talk just briefly about a missionary as a brand because their customers, which are their friends, their families, churches, business owners that they know, uh, they have questions in their mind. And so they're, they're wondering is, are you a legitimate missionary? And so that could be hard for us to even think of that that's that people are having these thoughts, but they, they're, they're, they encounter different scenarios all the time. And they're just asking, it's like, you know, are you just going on vacation or are you really a legitimate missionary? Uh, the second one is, is the work that you're doing worthy of support? They may love you. They may think that, you know, that, that you are very, uh, talented and you know you, you're going to succeed in whatever you're going to do but then they're really asking themselves is what they're doing worthy of my support now and again they could be looking at their support in many different reasons uh, of you know maybe they have different causes that that's you know important to them and things like that but the third thing that they're asking is also is are you connected with legitimate organization and i think that there's a lot of missionaries out there that create unnecessary stress because they're doing it by themselves. And so they're, they're doing all of these things. They're trying to say, Hey, I am legitimate. My, my work is worthy of support. Um, but I'm not connected to an organization that is legitimate. So all of these things are very important and it's important to, you know, for you as a, as a caregiver, to help them to see the importance of these things. So now that, that, you know, Steffi and I have talked about these mindsets, I just want to give a couple of solid steps of how we can address these. And, and again, you know, we we're, we're talking about stress. We're talking about the lack of predictability, the lack of consistency. So these are just a couple of things that, that, that I can share of how to build that consistency and predictability and to help alleviate that stress and anxiety. So the first is the importance of having a easy to use and reliable system for receiving donations. And so what happens is again, your, your customers, are evaluating you without you even realize it. Uh, so they're asking all those questions that I just talked about. And what you want to do is you want to present to them a way of them being able to partner with you that is not stressful for them, which means it won't be stressful to you. So several years ago, as modern day was growing and growing, and it, it became clear to me that we needed to, to come up with our own donor management system because, uh, you know, we're a missionary organization. We're a little different than a lot of the other uh, organizations out there. So we created a proprietary software called DonorGive, which uh, missionaries and organizations can actually license it and use it themselves. But really the importance is having a system. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about donor give, but also it's just important to have a system that does these things that donor give also does. So, so these are the four things to look for in a solid system and which have been incorporated into donor give. 
But the first one is ease of use. In today's society, people are so used to, uh, to, to, to paying, giving, and it's just easy. So if you're presenting them a system that's not easy, then you're pre presenting an obstacle, uh, which is not good. So you want to have a, a way that they can give online, they can give by credit card, they can give to their bank account, and that they can automatically see their donations. They can log in, they have their own account, they're getting receipts automatically. All of this is, is they're not even having to think about. So that's good. And because they want to know that it's being handled properly. So the second thing, is the importance of a system that facilitates monthly donations. Monthly donations, it's the bread and butter of missionary support. So if a missionary has stress, it could be that they don't have that many monthly recurring donations, and they need a plan on how to get more of them. And so right now with modern day, because of the system that we've created, which includes the ability to have like their page profile where they're able to talk about what they do, 45% of all of our donations are monthly recurring online donations. So again, for the missionary, these are just coming every month and it makes them very happy. The third thing is just having in the system a regular and predictable payment system that they can get direct deposits. Because in your scenario where you talked about that church that Marvin talked about, where they just never knew when it was going to come, they never knew you know how much it was going to come. So to, to be able for a missionary to know, hey, on the 15th, they're going to be sending me a payment and at the last day of the month they're going to be sending me another payment with reports that go with this so the first the fourth thing is reports is that donor give as well as these other systems they have a series of reports that make it easy for a missionary to know where they stand you know they're getting these daily reports of donations they're able to see you know how how am i doing with recurring donations uh, all of these just take the stress out of what to expect uh, in their day-to-day -day life. So again, I just want to you know, uh, reiterate that the donor give can be used by other organizations, even though we delivered it. So whether it's through donor give or whether it's through another system, you need a system that works for you, but more importantly, also for your donors. The second thing, that I wanted to talk about is the importance of generating a second stream of revenue. Now, many times uh, we have that tendency of putting all of our eggs in the proverbial basket. And that's not good. That means that, that, that we are counting on missionary support and, and nothing else. Well, but I think that Looking at the example of the Apostle Paul, he was actually making tents. And that's why, you know, we, we have that, that terminology, tent maker missionaries. But every missionary can be a tent maker. Uh, you can do piano lessons for expatriates, you know, on the field. You can do online tutoring. 
you can counsel online, you can have a small business, you can be a graphic designer, you know, do photography. There's all of these different things that you can do to create that second strain of revenue. Well, Elias, that was actually my story. So I love that you mentioned that because I know for us, when the first seven years that we were on the field, um, when we went, I worked as a marketing communications manager for an auto repair company in the United States and was able to do that remotely. And it really helped us get on the field more quickly. And then we were, I able, was able to have that job while we were building up our support as well. But then once I was done, even with that, I made a switch and I ended up getting ongoing learning. I know I entered grad school, um, co coaching school, ended up getting my master's and my life coaching certification. And uh, they really enriched the work that I was doing. I think sometimes a question that missionary has a missionary has is if I do this, is it going to take away from the missions work God's called me to do? And again, this is an individual thing. It's a conversation you have to have between you and the Lord. But I really believe if the Lord is pulling us into this, as you mentioned, they can actually enrich the work that we're doing. I think about all the skills that I learned in the job that I had, in the schooling I had, they made what I did on the field better. I became a better servant of people because of the coaching skills that I acquired. So keeping a mind open for what God could do through something as unexpected as having a second stream of income. Yes. Stephanie, the, the last thing that I just wanted to touch on is the preparing for the future. I think that many missionaries, one of their stressors is when I get to the end of all of this, I get ready to retire. Am I going to be able to retire? Am I going to have a comfortable life? So it's important that the, the missionary prepare today for the future. It could be meeting with a financial expert and putting together a plan. Uh, but part of it is the need to be putting money away in future investments, such as 401ks, 403bs, uh, all of these different things. But preparing for the future is going to make you less stressful today. Uh, here at Modern Day, we have, we have a 403 plan that the missionaries can actually invest in. So we hope that some of what we shared today inspired some thoughts as to how you can help missionaries experience less stress on the field. So Elias and I just want to thank you for joining us today. It is our prayer that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Since 2008, Modern Day Missions has been providing financial, administrative, and marketing services to Christian missionaries around the globe. We're currently partnered with more than 750 missionaries in 75 different nations. If you or someone you know are looking for a nonprofit covering to fulfill your mission's vision, Modern Day could be the answer you're looking for. Find out more at modernday.org.